Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Once again, welcome to the place. I talk about a lot of different topics that relate to my kids, my family, my personal health and wellness, as well as some parenting struggles that I have and share with you, tips I find on the internet and from other professionals for those said struggles that I have. And plus, I try to throw in a few solid guy topics, other things that I find interesting and hopefully one of those things interests you and intrigues you and maybe helps you in some fashion. But anyways, thank you for being here today. All right, I've been crazy busy today. I'm finally sitting in my nice quiet house. My wife is off at work. My kids are off at school. I had a mad dash and thrash to try to get some maintenance done on my truck that I have been clearly putting off for way too long. I had to do brakes on it. I was driving, I drive an older truck, it's a 2002, so it's 21 years old, and I don't drive it very often since I'm a stay-at-home parent, but I was driving it the other day, and it started squealing really, really bad, and actually, okay, let's be honest, it wasn't the other day, it was probably like a month ago, and I put it off, and I put it off, and I put it off, well, I finally decided, hey, let me check this out yesterday, and I jacked it up looked underneath it. Okay. The brakes were totally fried. They were shot. So I had to fix it. That's, you know, that's, I'm a mechanic by trade. That's in my wheelhouse. I know how to do that. So I start researching, finding parts, ordering stuff and come today. I run and go pick it all up, but I also have to pick up my daughter at 2:40 from her school. So now I'm on this crazy time crunch. So got my parts thrash it about, get it all torn apart, come to find out I have other issues that are going on in there. If you look at my personal Instagram, I put some stories up if you care to check it out. But yes, I have an axle seal leaking, the brakes are bad, like I said, so this whole thing is snowballing into something else. But anyways, that's been my morning. I kind of have it halfway done, enough to be able to go get my daughter, and then I'll finish the job when I get back home. But anyways, this kind of goes into what I want to talk about today. Working in the garage for me and doing stuff like that, even though it was a mad dash and thrash, is kind of like my happy place. It's my place that I decompress. It's the place that I can just focus on one thing and, and I enjoy. I enjoy that. That's my time. So today I want to talk about something that I know I may have touched on in the past, but I didn't really take a deep dive into and that's finding time for self-care. So like I said, that garage stuff is kind of my self-care. And I just want to talk about how important it is to our wellness as a dad or as a mom. I think a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about can definitely benefit either parent, like 100%. I think we as parents get so wrapped up in that provide, provide, provide for our kids and our family and just doing all those things, all those chores that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner, so to speak. And maybe the word needs is not the correct terminology, but just pushing off things that we may want to do or accomplish. Omitting those things for the greater good of the kids, of the family, which in some respects, when we aren't fulfilled as parents or feel like we're getting the support, I don't know if support's the right word, but the self-care that we need, then we aren't the best versions of ourselves for our families, right? We feel stressed, overwhelmed. You may feel like it's constantly about someone else's needs rather than your own. And a lot of time that someone else is our kids because 
they need a lot of attention. They need a lot of help. They need, I mean, they need a parent. That's what we are. And no matter how much energy we put into them, it still may not be enough because our tank is empty, yet we're trying to kind of fill someone else's. And it just gets tougher and tougher, and then we're not really empathetic towards other people. We kind of have a hard time understanding things. We're not patient. You know, we, that patience goes out the window. And we don't want to be like that. We don't want to go down that road. We want to make sure that we take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. And like I said, we want to just be that best parent or spouse, right, that we can be. Does that make sense? I don't know, but I hope you get what I'm putting down here. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. I'm no doctor. I'm no psychologist. Remember, I say that every day, but I'm none of those things. I'm just this average dude, this average dad. So so let's talk about what self-care is real quick. I know we probably all know, but let's just hear it out loud like I t- like to do. It's the intentional and purposeful actions taken to promote physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Pretty simple, right? It means taking the time to care for ourselves and our needs so that we can be better equipped to handle the demands of our lives and the demands of being a parent, because that is hard. Those are, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but those are, those are, can be difficult shoes to fill. And it can be quite draining, honestly. Doing uh, nonstop kid stuff and house stuff and cooking and all that can be kind of draining. All right, so we know what the self-care is. What does it look like? Well, it can be a lot of different things. Anything from exercise, meditation, reading, going for a walk. I heard being out in nature is a really good thing for self-care. Get out in the fresh air and get out with the birds and the bees and, and the animals and all that stuff. Going for a hike, being out in the sun, because that sun is really good for you. Doing a hobby, going out with friends. Even take a look at your chore list or your to-do list. And I know it doesn't really sound exciting to, ugh, I got to do a chore. But in some respects, knocking something off of a chore list can be self-care. Like what I just did today. Yes, that's kind of my hobby. I like doing those things and working on things. But I also got to cross something off of my chore list. Do the brakes, do the maintenance on my truck. And that's something that can kind of give you almost a morale boost in a way because you get to cross something off your list. And if you listen to old shows, you know that I'm really big on making lists and writing things down of things we want to accomplish, things we need to do, all sorts of things. Lists are, I don't know, I love them. Anyways, it can be a lot of different things. So ultimately, that is something that you will have to determine on your own. Like, hey, what do I like to do for myself when you take out every other aspect of your life like what do I enjoy doing and then kind of make a list see of some of those things I myself I hit the gym I try to do that almost every day at least five or six days a week and well honestly I haven't been doing that I've been too busy and overwhelmed and the gym tends to take a back seat which isn't performing my self-care like I should be but I just try to take it day by day. And when I get into the gym, I get into the gym. And I also like my hobbies. Like I said, I've talked about how important it is to have a really good hobby or a lot of different hobbies to have something that you can really focus on. Like I just did working in my garage, something you can be passionate about that is outside of your family life. And there's other things. I don't want to go into just listing a ton of things. I mean, there's gardening. That's a good one. 
um, hiking, like I said, going for a walk, being outside, all that stuff. I mean, that's this is all very personal. You kind of make that decision. Maybe it's shooting guns. Maybe it's hunting. Maybe it's camping. I don't know, but that's your decision. But it gets tiring always feeling like we have to tend to other things and other people all the time. Kids, groceries, house duties, extracurricular activities for the kids. I mean, sometimes, even for myself, being home all the time, I feel like I don't have a lot of personal time to fill my proverbial tank, if you know what I mean. And then you add work on top of all of that. For most parents anyways, I imagine a lot of you work and it can be really draining and really stressful. And that's the reason that this self-care is so important. If you didn't really gather that already, this is an important thing. So that's why I'm really driving home. So I just want to run through a few tips, a guide, so to speak, to make sure that we all perform that self-care that we're desperately in need of. Number one, we need to identify your needs. Really take some time to think about what you need to feel physically, emotionally, and mentally well to be in the right headspace. Do you need more sleep? Do you enjoy or need exercise? Alone time in that quiet house. Maybe those social connections that we have with friends outside of the home. Maybe something like that. Maybe just plain old relaxation. Lay on the lounge chair in the backyard, get some sun, listen to a podcast, maybe. Listen to an audio book, whatever you do. You know, there's a lot of things. And that social connection can kind of be a big one, at least from my experience anyways. Being a stay-at-home parent can honestly be kind of lonely, kind of like you're on a deserted island with two kids and your wife. Does that make sense? I mean, yes, I have friends. I have neighbors, which are great. I love all those people, love those guys. We get along great. We do a lot of stuff, but I don't see those people every day. They have lives, they have kids, they have jobs, so they're off doing their thing. And I don't have that set of work colleagues that people typically have, so it can be that much more paramount to see friends when you can or even make social connections in other ways, like volunteering, doing stuff at the school, doing stuff at your church, something along those lines. And I, that's stuff that I think I need to do myself. I talked about before, I'm volunteering a little more. I need to do that some more. So I'm working on that to make those other connections. It's kind of good. All right, number two. So once we've identified those needs, we figured out what we want to do for our self-care, now we need to make a plan, right? Make a plan to prioritize those things and do those activities so we meet those needs, so our needs are met, our self-care is being addressed. Here's the thing, though, too. We need to kind of start small and be, quite honestly, be realistic here. We can't just jump straight into blocking off a bunch of time for dad in the name of self-care, okay? That's not probably, A, it's probably not going to fly, and B, it's not going to be sustainable. Sure, every now and then, yeah, I'm going to go golf for five hours. Okay, fine, but that's not going to be something that I'm going to do every single day. And we also can't get upset when this shit really doesn't go the way we want it to go. Something happens, a kid gets sick, oh, it's cutting into my me time. It sounds kind of silly to have me time when you're a parent, but it's important. And that's just it. We're still parents. Things change, and we still need to be really conscious of that. 
All right, number three, set some boundaries. Be vocal about your plan. Let your family know, hey, this is what I need and this is what I'm going to try to do and this is why. I think doing this can be a bit challenging. You're essentially telling your family, hey, I need some space and sometimes that's not going to go over well. So I would suggest doing this in a relaxed moment when there's not people rushing around and kids trying to get out the door. Just try to, I'm not saying break the news to them, but just, you know, we don't need to be super in your face about it, I guess. Also, make sure to use I statements. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and I'm going to need an hour to go work out or to go for a walk and clear my head, stuff like that. We don't want to go in hot, blaming others for why we need this time. Damn it, you guys are always demanding my attention and I can't take it. Or you never leave me alone. You always need something. Oh, you know, and get all crazy. I can't even go to the bathroom without you finding me. You know, we, we don't want to do that. That's going to hurt some feelings. And we really don't want to do that. Kids are pretty, I don't know, mine anyways can be kind of emotional sometimes and take things pretty hard when you get on them like that. So just we want to kind of tread lightly. Also with that, we need to be honest and concise. Tell your family what's going on and why it's important to you. That you need a few minutes here and there so you can be a better dad or spouse to them. It's going to be difficult enough telling the most important people in your lives that you need some space. Like I said, that could hurt some feelings, especially if it's not conveyed in the right way. Also, don't just make this be like a lecture. It's not just your family's job to listen to you. I think we should get some other perspectives and opinions as well. Be kind of open-minded. Let the conversation flow. Even if they don't really understand it, you can kind of let them know how you feel. Maybe they have some good ideas. And I know there are times when I catch myself, I don't know if this fits in here or not, but I catch myself being kind of swallowed up by a certain attitude. Or I'm stressed and I'm getting very curt and very kind of gruff with people. You can kind of feel it and see it coming on within yourself. And I'll give you an example. Even when one of us, my spouse or myself, are kind of in the moment of noticing this is happening, we'll just kind of say, hey, can I go for a walk? Can I go to the gym or even just run to Target by myself to have a little alone time and just go handle some things, go work out, go walk, go shop by myself? And it works out pretty well. We've done that quite a few times. My wife will see that I'm struggling and she will just kind of come to me and be like, hey, why don't you go work in the garage for a little while, or hey, you want to go work out? You haven't worked out yet today. Why don't you go do that and run a couple errands just to give me that space that I need. And it's kind of nice when each of us senses the other needs that and steps in a little bit. So you could also try that with your spouse as well. Sometimes I can see her getting a little overwhelmed or a little uh, bogged down by a lot of things. And I'll be like, hey, why don't you, why don't you go for a walk? I got the, I got the bedtime routine or hey, I'm going to get the girls in the shower and make sure their teeth are brushed. Why don't you go take a half hour or 40 minutes and go for a walk and just just do your thing? And I think we're pretty good at doing that, so that's definitely something to try. Also, all this self-care stuff doesn't have to be hours and hours of time. It can just be carved out here and there, little things for yourself. I know we all have little bits of time throughout the day to do some form of this, right? 10 minutes in the morning or after the kids go to bed in the evening to do something kind of nominal and quick. Maybe it's a little meditation. Maybe it's just stretching on the floor. Maybe it's, I don't know, a lot of things. We have that free time. I know we do. It just depends on 
how you want to spend it. <clears throat> I just think about all the little bits of times I waste throughout the day. A lot of it scrolling on my phone at stupid social media, right? It could all be consolidated down and put towards something a lot better. But if scrolling through your phone for 10 minutes is a way that you like spending that time and that's your self-care, then so be it, I guess. That's, that's your way of doing that. And I'm not going to jump on you for it. All right, next one. We also need to make sure we practice a little bit of self-compassion. Even though we made a plan, we carved out the time, we told the family, we can't be too hard on ourselves or others around us when we're unable to stick to it or when things suddenly change. Like I said earlier, we're parents. Life, life happens. It's okay to be flexible and adjust as we go. It's really easy to beat ourselves up about anything when we feel like we're not in control or things aren't going to the plan. I know, I do it literally all the time. All right, next one, was it four or five? I kind of lost count, but anyways, this next one is be consistent. Just like anything, we have to be consistent for it to actually help, okay? We can't carve out the time and do something for ourselves one single time. Oh, I'm done, you know, brush your hands off, I'm all done. I did my self-care once, I'm good, right? No, it doesn't work that way. We don't go to the gym just one time. We don't go work out for one hour, and we're like, all right, sweet, I'm fresh. I'm all done. I feel great. Don't need to do that again. No, that's not how that works. We don't eat healthy one time. We don't have one healthy meal, do we? Oh, I had a salad. Done. Don't need to be healthy for the rest of my life. No, doesn't work. We have to be consistent. It's key. Even if it's just for those few minutes a day in the morning or whenever. This is something that we should really try to incorporate into our everyday routine. Because if you do that, then you just do it mindlessly without thinking about it and you're doing your self-care automatically. Allow it to become that habit. Going to work out every morning. Get up 6 a.m. Go meditate for 10 minutes in the living room. You know, before the kids wake up. Or before they come home from school. My kids are going to be home from school as I record this in an hour. So maybe once I get done doing this, maybe I'll go do some self-care. Some more self-care, right? Like I said earlier, I enjoy working out every day. And lately that hasn't been the case. And I can tell with, uh, with my mental state or with my mindset is off. I don't get to push myself in the morning in the gym like I typically do. It's something that apparently I need to do to kind of get my mind right and just focus on one thing and clear my head. And yeah, I need to really get back into that. All right, number six, let's call it. Just a couple more here, I promise. And I'm almost done. Practice gratitude. If we take the time each day just for a moment or even in the midst of a stressful or overwhelming situation, and I know that's probably impossible to do, to have gratitude in the middle of being, you know, at your boiling point with someone in your family, but I'm just saying if we take a second before maybe we get to that point to kind of reflect on what we're grateful for or remind ourselves that, yes, this is stressful or I'm having a hard time handling this but also this is why i'm doing this that i'm doing a good job or this has to get done or it's okay to be stressed maybe you tell yourself that life isn't always going to be unicorns and rainbows and i know that's easy for me to say i'm a stay-at-home dad and i'm sitting here in my house and i'm talking to you but yeah every day is not going to be perfect some rough shit happens and i think it's good to pat yourself on the back sometimes and just say hey Look at us. We're, we're making it work. We're, we're doing it, right? Use those positive affirmations and 
repeat them to yourself in your head throughout the day. It's a great way to practice that gratitude and it can kind of help shift your mindset towards positivity instead of negative because it's not fun just thinking about negative stuff all the time be like oh this isn't going great or oh this is broken or my kid is doing this and negative 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 and it just drains you it's easy to get into those negative thoughts too a little voice in your head can quickly tell us how crappy we're doing or how we're not getting enough done or even how lazy we are or how terrible of a job we're doing that little voice in your head and from what i've heard even when we say things to ourselves in our head sarcastically, our brain doesn't necessarily know that we're being sarcastic. So those negative thoughts do a lot more harm than we think. Our brain subconsciously believes that what we're saying inside our head is the truth or will be true. At least that's what I've read or remember seeing or hearing, but it makes sense. So your brain has no sense of sarcasm. So don't forget that. And I really try to get my girls to practice this self-affirmations as well, to say those positive things to themselves in their head or in the mirror. I'm grateful for this, or I can do anything, or I'm strong and talented, or I'm smart. I try to get them to say it out loud. They don't really do it much for me. They think I'm being silly, but I still try. I still really try. I at least say, hey, just say those things inside your head. All right, so let's kind of wrap this up here. Self-care is not a luxury, but a necessity, especially for us parents who are constantly giving and giving to our families. It's not a selfish thing to do, to take care of yourself a little bit at a time on a regular basis. That's totally fine. It's for your well-being. It's for your family's well-being. So we can be better parents. We can be a better partner. We can be overall happier and healthier people. It can be kind of tough, but we got to really balance it out. All right, that is about all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. I hope I explained some of those things, self-care, well enough, give you some decent examples of how to go about making sure that we incorporate this into our lives and our routines. I hope I did that. Like I said, it's going to look different for everyone. What self-care looks like for me is not going to be the same for you. So just make sure that you can find some of those things and create a routine and really stick to it. If you have any questions or comments for me about today's show or anything for that matter, I'd love to hear from you. I really do. I know I say it every week, but I'm serious. Send me a message. You can hop over to podbean.com or check out my new Instagram page at stayathomedads underscore podcast and, you know, let me know. And by the way, that thing has jumped up like 100 followers. So I don't know if that's you listeners or just people on Instagram, but cool. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I shared a clip actually about losing money but it being worth it because you're spending more time with your kids and family. And it's not even my personal content. I shared it and people like it. I guess I should really post my own content and maybe I would get uh, more people to comment and talk to me. But anyways, thank you for listening and I will talk to you next week.